MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Well, that statement was halfway right. This is VEASAN Primetime, presented by BetMGM. I'm Dustin Sweetelson, that man to my right. That's Wes Reynolds, and we've got you here for the next three hours. So sit back, relax, undo the belt, undo the button, but maybe keep the zipper up. This is a family program here. And thank you for making us a part of your Thanksgiving. Let's try and win some bets here tonight. We've got a big three hours planned for you. But right out of the gate, we have to get into a developing situation down in Dallas. End of the first half. We are under 30 seconds left. The Giants leading 10 to 7, threatening here to score again before going into the locker rooms, just like everyone predicted, Wes. Yeah, absolutely, considering this went to about 10 and a half. Uh, <laughs> six and a half on the look ahead. You knew there was going to be an adjustment. And, and I know you as a Giants fan, you can admit that, They've been running a little bit lucky in some of their games, and it kind of came to an end against Detroit, so there had to be an adjustment. And then we saw what Dallas did to Minnesota, probably the most impressive single-game performance I've seen in the NFL this year. So what happens? They adjusted, get out of the teaser protection zone, and then the piggybackers come in. This closes 10, even some 10.5 out there. And here we go again with Dallas on Thanksgiving, just like last year. Yeah, they, they have not been good. Last 11 Thanksgiving games for Big D, 1-10 ATS, 4-7 and seven straight up, lost three in a row. And the Giants, 
with so many injuries this year, defense, offense, Noah Dory Jackson, down to Darius Slayton as their lead receiver who was benched at the beginning of the year, Richie James getting minutes, guys I'm Googling on the fly, catching passes as we speak, running a really smart offense here. I guess, Wes, the question is, as they're still catching three and a half with a three-point lead here in the second quarter, at what point does this line flip? And do you think the Giants can keep this up with the way they're moving the football? Yeah, I think Dallas has got to obviously try to hold them to three here. And, uh, you know, one of the stories, uh, they've been moving the ball pretty well. If you look at Dallas, 6.3 a play, Giants 5.7. That's not too shabby, but two interceptions from Dak. And you mentioned it too with, uh, you know, the Giants, with the exception of having Saquon Barkley healthy. I mean, everybody else, there's a lot of no-names, and one of the no-names I played, I actually got it on the first play. I never have had that happen before. <laughs> Cash a prop on the first play of an NFL game. Lawrence Cager, over 15 and a half receiving yards. He has 20. He hadn't gotten one since, though. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, just don't give him another one where he can lose yards. I'm fine with one catch for 20 yards. But nevertheless, the uh, Giants are driving here uh, Third time out taken, so uh, trying to get Graham Gano, who already has hit a 57-yarder, uh, to open the scoring here. But Giants have a little bit of time here. I think they can take at least one shot to the end Oh, zone. absolutely, absolutely. They're going to actually run the ball here. Yeah. So they're going to settle for a field goal. That's okay. the plan. Probably smart, conservative, safe move by Brian Dayball, who mm -hmm. just really continues to impress year one. Yeah. Y you never know huh. how a guy is going to transition. But he seems to really have a good feel, and it's impressive considering the roster is horrendous. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you this because you are a Giants fan. Uh, how improved is this coaching with Brian Dable? I mean, it seems to me to be night and day. I'm like, you had Ben McAdoo and Joe Judge out and there. And Pat Shermer. Yes. Like, you look, this was an inspired hire. It's great when you have a GM who's aligned mm -hmm. with the head coach, mm -hmm. not just waiting to make a move to save their job. These two understand they're linked. They're going to fail together. They're going to succeed together. They obviously have a plan. They understand how to cater an offense to what's already on the roster. And I think that's the biggest thing is there's so many guys who become head coaches and they're, they're doing the thing where they stick the square peg in the round mm -hmm. hole and they're going, but this is my system. This is right. my system. This is how I do things. Do it my way. And that's just not how today's NFL works. I think in today's NFL, a good coach understands that you're given a certain talent and you have to make that work or else you're going to be out in three years or less. Yeah, absolutely right. By the way, uh, Dallas goes ahead and takes a timeout here yep. at the end. Uh, I believe they have one more that Mike McCarthy can elect to burn. But, you know, when, I, when I'm thinking about Brian Dable, and I, don't ne I never want to overreact to one moment necessarily, Dustin, but if you go back to week one in Tennessee where he goes, I'm going for two to take oh, the yeah. lead no, with no. about a minute left on the clock. Now, Titans got a chance. Randy Bullock missed the field goal at the end. But I think that that set a tone for the Giants Absolutely. this year. I really do. It's like, okay, I'm here in New York. I'm not here to you-know-what around. So we're going to go for this, and we're going to change a culture here and, and, and you know, instill some confidence in this team and this organization as Graham Gano is good yep. at the end of the uh, first half here. So 13-7, to seven, Giants take the lead. Dallas now goes since 2010. They are 1-12 against the number in the first half. So, wow. you know. But, you know, because you always wonder if the game before, and maybe that's why some were resistant to lay it at Minnesota last week. Sure. Is that the letdown spot, you know, because they just gave one away at Green Bay. Now they got to go back on the roads. And it's like, no, that's the focus spot. Today is kind of the flat spot for Dallas. And it has been now for the better part of a decade. Look, Zeke having a nice day so far, seven carries, 61 yards. But let's be real. 
the resurgence of the Cowboys, the explosiveness of this offense has been because of the emergence of Tony Pollard. Mm -hmm. Only nine carries for 19 yards. Absolutely need to get him in the mix. He has been such a focal point. And let's be real. Ezekiel Elliott's making the money. Tony Pollard is the best back on this team. Tony Pollard is your home run hitter. And I, and I always hear it from Cowboy fans, including a couple of our colleagues on this network. Yeah, but you need Zeke for pass protection. You need him. I'm like, he's the most highly paid pass protector as a running back in the league then, because you need, I mean, you got to have Pollard out there. And, you know, it's like, can you find somebody a little bit cheaper and be a better pass protector? Because that's obviously Pollard's weakness. Sure, sure, sure. And Zeke, on pace to go over his rushing total, as you see on the screen, 74 and a half today. Pollard at 67 and a half. Really going to need to do something here in the second. Cowboys trail the Giants 13 to 7 at the half. I mean, this is a pretty good game. And Wes, earlier, I mean, what more can you ask for from an early game on yeah. Thanksgiving? Well, if you're a Lions fan, you could probably ask for a lot more. You could ask for a win, right? <laughs> Lost 15 of 19 <laughs> on Thanksgiving now. Overall record on 37, 44 and 2 on Thanksgiving for the Lions. Detroit deserves better, and America deserves better on this holiday to have to keep watching the Lions lose. And it really looked like they had a chance at least to go to overtime today. Yeah, I thought so, too. And, uh, you know, some questionable clock management down the the stretch from Dan Gamble. And uh, your uh, usual uh, man that you work with, Mitch Moss, on Follow the Money, along with Paul Howard, weekdays 4 to 7 Pacific, right here on VSIN, plug, plug. But he, Mitch, had a tweet that said, you know what? Campbell deserves the grief, but how many NFL coaches know what to do in that situation? Yeah. I think that's a fair point. It, it's true. That's a really fair point. It's amazing how all the rest of us kind of can see, you know, even, you know, layman, even casual football fans that might not even be betters can kind of see what's going on here. But yet these coaches, it's, they don't have a quality control guy. I mean, they all, they all have the get back guy, right? The get back, don't don't cross, you know, because you're going to get a sideline warning. Control the emotions, do, not do, the brain. Do you have a time guy? And I think these these teams, I mean, you got 8 million assistants on these staffs. You got to have one guy that's like your time guy. Yeah. That's like your scoreboard guy. It's like, okay, coach, here's how many timeouts we have. You got to have that. You have the menu that aligns with the times and tells yeah. you what to do based on the situation. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing, though. This is another close game loss by a Lions team that obviously fights. Like there's no denying that super impressive that week in and week out they're in every game, but they keep losing these games. Wes Mm -hmm. at what point? And I love Dan Campbell. I think he's a good dude. I think he's a 10 out of 10 soundbite. He seems to care, but the more and more you watch him coach, he does feel like the guy before the guy, Mm -hmm. the guy who sets the Mm -hmm. foundation, who helps turn things in the right direction, but not the guy that takes you to the promised land. Yeah, that that would concern me for Campbell's fate, obviously, because I think he's given this team a good culture. Yeah, I, I think you can see that, you know, that this team, you know, believes a lot more than they used to. But the fact of the matter is, you know, if if he's going to be the guy, you need somebody that's kind of like a guru, like almost like an assistant head coach or somebody with some experience that's a little bit older that can kind of, you know, smarten him up a little bit in terms of just the time management, the, awareness. the quality control issues and whatnot. So uh, we'll see if Detroit does that. I, I do fully expect maybe there's going to be a change on the defensive side for Detroit. I don't think this defense has been one of the worst all year. They gave up 400 yards today. 
to Buffalo. So I don't know how long Aaron Glenn is going to be the defensive coordinator up there in the D. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, everyone fell in love with Aaron Glenn during uh, hard night. Right, he was great. <laughs> he was, I mean, Campbell's great, right? They're they're both great. Everything they're doing, everyone wants the Lions to win. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone out there is like, you know what, they deserve this. I think everyone like is like, you know what, it's time. I think it's like 1957 mm-hmm. since the last playoff win. My dad was born in 1957. Like, we got to do something here. Now, let me ask you on the Buffalo side. Josh Allen, a little bit shaky today for, you know, the last few games he really had. He's not healthy. He's not healthy. It's the elbow. It's an issue. He's got the biggest arm in the league. And it's like having in NASCAR, it's like a car that can't go into its last gear. Mm -hmm. I I said last because I actually don't know how many gears in NASCAR. I think it's four or five. (laughs) I don't either. And I grew up in Indiana right by the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And I have no idea. I know racing, but I don't know the the tech stuff. I know go fast. And he was the shortest shot on the board to lead the day in passing. That's probably not going to happen, you would have to assume. Right. Uh, right, actually, Dak at about a Dak's at like 200, I think already. And speaking of that, let me give a uh, line update. Predictably, Dallas getting the money. By the way, for the second half, uh, eight and a half, uh, some nine actually right behind us here at Circus Sports. Eight and a half minus a dollar twenty-five. So if you look, that's inside the three. So they're going to make you pay for that to get inside the three. But I think this is going to nine very shortly. All right, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every single game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. We've got a lot to get to over the next three hours. A ton of guests. We'll preview that coming up. But coming up next, Zach Wilson. Is it too late to apologize in New York? We'll discuss that next. I'm Dustin Sweetelson. He's Wes Reynolds. This is vsin Prime Time. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling prop. Call 1-800-522-4700. This is VEASAN Primetime. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Dustin Sweetelson filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King. Thank you for spending your Thanksgiving with us. We hope... You're winning some bets along the way. Hopefully we can maybe give you a winner or two here before the night is over. And the night might be over for Zach Wilson in New York West. Mm-hmm. He is benched by Robert Sala announced yesterday. He will not only be benched, but he's inactive for the game. Joe Flacco has been upgraded right from the practice squad to QB two. Zach Wilson going to completely sit in the luxury box and check this one out from the sidelines. Uh, Weird answers from Zach coming off the loss to Chicago where the offense was absolutely putrid, or the loss to New England. They have Chicago mm-hmm. this week. And after the announcement, the line jumped up to six. The total dipped to 38 and a half. And Zach Wilson spoke to the media 
in New York and reacted to the benching yesterday. It's tough, man, and it's never fun, but, you know, the first thing kind of went through my mind is I got to get to work. I got to, you know, I got to get better, and, and uh, I'm going to approach that every single day to just keep working to get better. Were you surprised? You know what? I wouldn't say necessarily surprised because I haven't been doing my job, and, you know, of course, I would like to not agree with the decision and everything, but it comes down to I got to put. And that's a completely different Zach Wilson than we saw right. on Sunday after where, the game. Where he didn't take any responsibility. I mean, and, and that's kind of a, you know, that's a young guy just not being mature enough. He, he should have said, you know what? Yeah, I'm playing lousy. And, you know, I'm letting, yeah, I do feel I'm letting my team down. And I've got to be better. And I'm going to get back to work tomorrow morning and get better every single day. And, and I just think that, you know, when, when, you, when you look at it, he seems to trying to come off cross like he's confident, but you can kind of tell sure. that he's not confident. And uh, I mean, uh, he's uh, Money Mike White is going to get the start against the uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, remember that first game, how great he was against, against Cincinnati when Cincinnati was on a roll. Led the led the the day in passing, if mm -hmm. I'm correct, which was a massive prop. I think it was probably 80 or 100 to one at the, you know, something yeah. like that. It was a massive number. Uh, but here's the thing about backup quarterbacks. Everyone likes to sound really smart when they're talking with their friends that they know the backup quarterback of a team and they'll mm -hmm. convince themselves, they'll convince other people like, you know what? I think Mike White's a starter in the league and no one really knows, but we also don't know anything about Zach Wilson at this point because he's completely, I don't want to say regressed, but he's never actually progressed as a quarterback no. in the NFL. No, he is not. So, uh, you know, I don't know if this is a blip on the radar or the end of the line for Zach Wilson, but. He, yeah, when you're seeing all these guys, including one that he may play against this week, uh, he's still questionable with the shoulder, Justin Fields. Like, yeah. you're seeing a lot of these second-year guys at least so show some kind of development. You know, with, with Tua, of course. And, and well, it's now, time for it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you got to show some progress. Nobody's expecting you to be an all-pro right now, but I think the Jets are looking at what Tua is doing, and Tua deserves some of the credit for that, but the scheme deserves a lot of credit, too, because sure. them dudes are wide open. Yeah. I mean, it's like he's playing at Alabama again, and that's what's so hard when you're a draft Nick or a draft analyst where you're really evaluating these Ohio State and Alabama and Oklahoma and USC quarterbacks because it's like they got guys wide open everywhere. That That's the college spread yes. systems these days. But, yes. so there, but there's two sides to this Wilson conversation, right? We're talking about the physical but what he did and the reason he's getting benched is very much as much because of the mental side of things, right. because of the emotional side of things. And let's hear from Zach Wilson again, because he's received a lot of criticism over these comments. And here's what he had to say about that. Tough, man. And uh, you know what? It's, it's deserved. You know, the way that I handled the situation uh, wasn't right. You know, I got to be a better football player and then I got to be a better leader for these guys. And you know what, I have an opportunity to turn the page here as a, as a player and, and as a leader and, and to be able to take a step forward and, and uh, be able to be here 100% for my guys and be able to have this situation. It, you know, I've, I've never actually led anything, Wes. Mm -hmm. I've read a lot of, like, Instagram memes with quotes from people who've actually right. been successful in life and led things. So I don't want to come from a place like I know how to lead people, but I do know the way he handled it on Sunday and the way he's handling it in the sound bites we're hearing today aren't even remotely the same. That is everything you want out of a mm -hmm. quarterback. And I think it's important for a young quarterback like him to learn and be humbled in this situation and understand that you can say things that aren't true. You could say things that you don't actually feel. That's what you do as a leader. That's leadership. Yes. When things are, are successful, you give credit to everyone else. When things fail, it's not because of everyone else. 
It's because of you. That is how leadership mm-hmm. works, at least according to the Winston Churchill quotes I see all over I, my Instagram. I page. know that you say you you've never been a leader, but we've read enough Zig Ziglar and Dale <laughs> yeah. Carnegie, and we've re- read enough of these books and taken enough of these seminars to know, hey, you you gotta you gotta be upfront. That's how you get respect for your guys. Because if you don't have respect from the locker room, you got nothing. And you know, and and I don't know if Zach Wilson really has respect from that locker room based on how he's conducting. He's got to, you know, you got to have eyes and you got to see, okay, this defense is balling out for me. Thank you guys for balling out for me. I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to go down and score. Thank you for getting the stop. That's what you do as a quarterback in this league, and that's part of your gig. Even if he threw four touchdowns, no interceptions, 350 yards, completed 75% of his passes, if they lost that game, in the end, he should still take blame for right. it in some way publicly. Privately, you can think and say whatever yeah. he wants. But <laughs> as the quarterback of the team, there's just certain things that go with that position that don't need to be said. But apparently, Robert Sala had to say that to him. And so that's, that's the mental side of things. There's, well, there's a physical side, Wes. And, yeah. and I don't think he's that good. I don't either. And, and I credit Robert Sala, by the way. He's only in his second year. As the oh, Jets it's a big head, move. Yeah, for, for, you know, saying, okay, this is my team. This is what I feel like I have to do. Damn the money. You know, because your first year when you have your first head coaching gig, it's kind of like, hey, I'm not trying to make any waves. I'm trying to coach this team the best I can. I'm not going to conflict uh, with the front office. I, you know, I'm going to do what the ownership and the front office would like me to do, and totally. we're going to try to get on the same page, no conflict. But now I think he's like, hey, we got a chance here. Like, we're in the mix for a wild card Oh, absolutely. Spot. We have an actual chance here to do something. You know, we're not just playing to show incremental improvement. It is wide open. When when my Indianapolis Colts are still, quote, unquote, in the hunt, that right column on, on the graphic, I know, I know. I don't believe it, but they're still mathematically there. I'm just, illust- yeah. I'm just illustrating an absurd point by being absurd here with no, the Colts. Technically, but... Abigail Ratchford could still marry me. Exactly. Technically, technically. Exactly. But, you know. The, the, it just goes to show that it's wide open at the bottom because I think there are five playoff spots in the AFC that are going to be spoken for. Look, they've got Chicago this week, obviously. Very winnable, especially if, if Fields isn't playing. They go to Minnesota. We'll find out a little bit more about Minnesota later today, but all the metrics on Kirk Cousins, he's not that good. They go to Buffalo. Buffalo's absolutely susceptible. Mm-hmm. They host Detroit, winnable. They host Jacksonville, winnable. They go to Seattle, probably a loss. It's just so hard to play up there. And then they finish the year at Miami. That could be a big game for them for postseason opportunity. Yes. Like, they're absolutely in the mix. You're right. Robert Sala to pull the trigger now and to make the move and just see what you got with Mike White, right? Yeah. That th- Also, this way it kills any drama in the offseason if Wilson doesn't finish the year strong. Mm-hmm. If Mike White stinks over the next few games. You don't ever have to worry about the controversy of is Mike White better than Zach Wilson? Right. Mike White will absolutely prove that in the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely right. So uh, uh, we'll see how that develops with the Jets. Uh, before we get underway, though, I do want to update that halftime line number? here with Giants and Cowboys. Mostly nine, and we expected Dallas was going to get bet. There are still some eight and a halves. And now when it goes to nine some places, because that, of course, makes it a Dallas minus three sure. for the full game, then obviously you're going to have to pay a little big if you want to take the underdog here. 23 and a half juice to the over, 24 juice to the under, pretty much everywhere. So adjusted total would be about 44. What was the preflop close? About 45 and a half? I, I think so. that's where it reached at the at the apex. But yeah, nothing for me here in, in the second no, half. No. Uh, 
I, I, I'm not going to get involved with this. I know, you know, there are folks, if you got the eight and a half, you at least got a decent number because you got under the three here with Dallas, but I'm not ready to chase here. Seeing those two turnovers from Dak in the first half, I think the Giants have a very good game plan right now. With Brian Dable doing this with three of five offensive line starters out and both his starting corners, and then plus what you mentioned with the skill positions, with the receivers and all those injuries that they have, is nothing short of remarkable. And you know if you're on the underdog, you are definitely on the better coach here. Oh, absolutely. I am staying far away from this game. I do think the Giants are going to run out of plays. I know that mm-hmm. they have an offensive head coach in Dayball, but the way they're they're moving Jones in the pocket, a lot of stuff where he's on the move before the play to, to combat the fact that they are they're missing three offensive linemen. Yes, I, I do think at some point this is they're going to run out of creativity here, and the Cowboys can get back into this game and take the lead. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. In fact, we will talk more about this game because as the second half kicks off. We are going to be joined by former Cowboys head coach Dave Campo. Have to ask him, how difficult is it to prepare a team to play on Thanksgiving? What does he think of this lousy first half by his former team? All of that coming up next here. This is V-CIN primetime. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Dustin Sweetelson. Dave Campo on the other side. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. You don't have to wait until after Turkey Day to score a Black Friday deal with VSIN. New VSIN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VSIN store. With VSIN Pro Access, you get a daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game deep dive daily betting reports plus our upcoming college bowl and super bowl betting guides the vcin store is a great place to shop for vcin sports betting hats shirts mugs and other great gear hurry this is a limited time black friday offer so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe welcome back this is vcin primetime i'm dustin sweetelson that's wes reynolds over there and we have the pleasure now of talking with a guy who knows all about getting ready to play football on Thanksgiving, the former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys and host over at 1010XL in Jacksonville, Dave Campo on the line. Coach, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for doing this. And right out of the gate, I got to know, what's the plan of attack like for Dave Campo on Thanksgiving? Are you a big appetizer guy, big side guys? I, I feel like you might be someone who knows how to fry a, fry a turkey. What's the move for you on Thanksgiving? Well, we just finished up, guys, with a with a Thanksgiving meal that uh, turkey, ham, uh, beans, corn, uh, sweet potatoes, oh, yeah. mashed potatoes, gravy. So we're we're uh, I know how to do it, and and the unfortunate thing is, the older I get, I tend to eat too much. <laughs> you and I, you and I both, coach. Uh, but uh, uh, coach, you also not only know not only know how to prepare a Thanksgiving meal, but also have had experience preparing on Thanksgiving as the defensive coordinator and then the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, What kind of spot is this usually, Coach? Because in recent years, and obviously we not only keep regular score, but we keep score via the point spread, been tough for Dallas uh, really the last decade or so. Haven't been able to get margin on these teams. And and it's always, you know, such a difficult spot with all the pageantry going on with kicking off the Salvation Army campaign. We just saw the halftime performance. Uh, what is it like during that very short week, uh, more often than not, keeping the distractions away? 
Well, be honest with you, we always felt that it was a plus that we that we were playing at home on a short week, and we liked the idea of having the extra couple days to get next, you know, for the next one. But it is difficult from the standpoint that you never know what to expect because with a short week between the last ball game and and Thanksgiving Day, you don't have a lot of time to do a lot of uh, studying of the opponent, and really your your game plan you have to stick fairly close to what you did the week before. So that gives the other team an opportunity to get a little jump on you. And, and to be honest with you, we, we got a little bit jump on the other team as well, because, you know, they're in on a short week, but it's not an easy game to play in all honesty. All right, coach, two picks from Dak in the first half. Pollard hasn't gotten really going. Zeke having a nice day on the ground though. He's already went over his rushing prop. CD lamb's been limited. Do you expect the Cowboys just to take advantage of those of the you know the running game here in the second half and control the clock, get back into it, and and push the Giants around physically on the line? Well, they have to because, in all honesty, I think they're winning the line of scrimmage. But you know they're they're in a situation where they've made too many mistakes. You know, you got the two turnovers, you got a couple of penalties that have hurt them. Uh, you know, that's the problem. You know, the game in the NFL. And you guys are talking about it all the time with the line and all that. It's a little tough to bet in the NFL at times because, you know, you, you, every every game comes down to four or five plays where, you know, you either make them or the other team makes them. And if the other team makes them, they've got a chance to win. And that's the situation to this point. Now, you know, looking at it from what I've seen in the game, if they do start to, to gear it up in the running game, that'll give Prescott a chance to make some throws. And, you know, obviously that's the key to the ball game right there. And speaking of making throws for Dak, we'll see if maybe he's going to have somebody here in a couple weeks, a new receiver to throw to, because per reports, uh, Josnina Anderson, I believe amongst others, saying that Odell Beckham Jr. has visits scheduled with the Bills, the Cowboys, and the Giants. Also has spoken with Kansas City and Baltimore. Coach, you know you know, Mr. Jones. Uh, he, he, he doesn't, uh, you know, hurt for expense if you will here he's willing to spend the money and he's willing to bring the personnel here to win here so uh what would you make of Odell Beckham Jr. joining the Dallas Cowboys well I think Odell has changed a little bit you know from uh kind of the diva he was early in his career because you know he's in a different situation he's an older guy uh he was an instrumental part of the Rams last year winning so I would not be a bit surprised if Jerry went over the top because when you look at this ball club and obviously they, they're not doing a great job right now, but they have the firepower with his addition to, you know, it may be, they may be one player away from going all the way. So Jerry is not afraid to do that. And he'll, he'll pay the money. That's, that's for sure. And I think Odell is probably more of a team player now than he was, uh, you know, early in his career. Cowboys seven and three. We're joined by uh, Dave Campo here, former Cowboys head coach Dustin Sweetelson, Wes Reynolds here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, Giants thirteen seven lead in the third quarter here on uh, the Cowboys. And coach, I wanted to start this interview originally with you know the Cowboys are seven and three, coming off a massive win over Minnesota, still three to one to win the division. Maybe there's a chance they can win the division, and as they move the ball here in the second half, they 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 could prove me right in that, but. What do you think the ceiling of this Cowboys team is? Do you believe 10 to 1 win the Super Bowl heading into today? Do you believe this is a legitimate Super Bowl contender? 
You know, I really do. I think the problem with the Cowboys is that you don't know what you're going to get from week to week. You know, and that's kind of been the way they've been, uh, you know, since back in the in the Super Bowl days. You know, they, they, they tease you a little bit with a big ball game last week. But I was when I was done coaching, I was in uh, Dallas and did a little bit of TV work when Dak came out. And I had an opportunity to watch him in practice. And, uh, you know, some of the games that he was in, I think he's capable uh, as long as they don't make a lot of mistakes. And, and those mistakes seem to hurt this team from week to week. In other words, one week they don't have any, the next week they have, they have a few that really hurt them. So in my mind, I think they're one of the better teams. But, you know, they have to prove it to me that, you know, they can go all the way. And that will, you know, that'll be a factor going forward here. Coach, one of the more popular topics of discussion amongst Cowboys Nation is the uh, Tony Pollard versus Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott on top today, though, 10 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown, just 13 for 40 for Tony Pollard. But we've seen that reverse, where Tony Pollard's kind of the home run hitter and Zeke is the guy that makes the tough yards. Uh, what do you what do you make of that debate? Because whatever I hear is like, you have to have Zeke out there because he's much better in pass protection than Tony Pollard. Well, I think that's a, I think that's true. I think Zeke is a much better uh, blitz protector than than Tony is. But I think Tony right now is a little bit more explosive than Zeke. You know, I think when Zeke first came out, you know, he was capable of hitting a home run. Right now, I think he's more of a, a slasher and get and gets you know nine ten yards at the most. Uh, you know, again, Pollard is a guy that can take it all away as he showed last week. So I think you have to mix and match them. And I think that's what they're trying to do. You know, number one, you need a couple of backs in this league. You can't go with one guy all the way. It's too physical a ball game to have one guy carry the load all the way through on a consistent basis. So I think that's an advantage for them. And I think Zeke today is kind of geared up because it's Thanksgiving Day. He must have had some turkey before the ball game. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's really getting after it right now. Coach, got about 90 seconds left. We've talked enough about the offensive guys. Let's talk defense. That's where you made your hay with the Cowboys and with the National Football League and all the Hall of Famers that you coached. One guy who's certainly off to a good start, albeit in his second year, is Micah Parsons. And, you know, we deal with the point spread out here in Las Vegas. And most defensive players do not affect a point spread. You can count them on one hand, but Micah Parsons is really one of those guys when he's not available or he's not 100%. Uh, how much would you have loved to have coached this guy? Because it seems like he's just scratching the surface. Well, he would have been perfect for us. You know, he can play every position. You know, I mean, he can he can be an inside linebacker if you need him. Uh, coming off the edge, I don't know if there's a better pass rusher in the league, period. The thing that separates him, though, from some of the really good ones is that guy's going full speed every single play. And I love the guy. I mean, you know, to me, he has a chance. If he continues, he has a chance to be MVP of the league. That's how good he is. And, uh, you know, the, the number one key to winning the whole thing, to me, is if you can affect the passer. And, you know, they haven't done it that well today. That's one of the issues, I think. But that, that's one thing that they've been able to do with his pressure. Uh, and then Lawrence on the other side, you know, they've got guys that can rush the passer along with Armstrong inside. So they've got enough guys up front to affect the passer. And I think that gives them a chance in every game. 
Oh, coach, you're speaking my language. I literally was just telling Wes, I kind of want to take a flyer on Micah Parsons for MVP. Coach, thank you so much for doing this today. Hope you and your family have a great Thanksgiving. This was a great conversation. Thanks, guys, Wes. Dustin, happy Thanksgiving to y'all. You bet. Same to you, coach. All right, we'll talk Egg Bowl with Chris Childers coming up next on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
This Thanksgiving, football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on today's pro football games. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued with non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back to VSIN Primetime. I'm Dustin Sweetelson. That's Wes Reynolds. And now we are going to be joined by Chris Childers. You know him as the show pony over on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM. Weekdays, 9 to noon Eastern time with Rick Neuheisel on Full Ride. And Chris, in honor of the Egg Bowl that we're going to talk about right now, I need to know, how do you like your eggs in the morning, bud? I actually hate them. I am what? not an egg fan. Not I don't eat them. Yeah, I am an anti-egg, and I'm an anti-Thanksgiving food person too. Oh my god! What do you do today? <laughs> I well, I loaded up on starches like potatoes, and okay. like there was a corn thing that was good. Uh, but I'm anti-turkey, and I just don't like get the yams and the green bean. Like I don't get it. Like we never eat these foods any other day. <laughs> Why the hell does it have to? Like I don't get it. Like. So I um and I'm actually not that fool. I feel good. Like I'm not miserable. I I feel great right now. This is go out to the uh, Chinese restaurant night, uh, like in a Christmas story for yeah. Chris. <laughs> that and uh, you know what? That's a great idea for when I go home. Absolutely. Oh, it's definitely open. So absolutely. So Chris, all right. Obviously, you ho- also host SEC today on SEC Radio, three to six Eastern. So have to start things with the Egg Bowl, where. We may be robbed. America may be robbed on Thanksgiving. This may be the final version of this, according to the rumors. Our own Sean King, some others out there floating these rumors on the internet that one, Lane Kiffin could be done at Auburn. That might be legitimate. And two, Mike Leach may retire at the end of this game, at the end of the season. Like, these two being in the same state was the greatest combination of weirdness you could ever ask for. And I want more of it. Are you hearing anything similar to what Sean's hearing about those two? Yeah, I've been hearing it for the last couple of days. The thing with Kiffin's been building for the last week, if you've been paying attention to it at all, there was a tweet that came out from a guy who is a news reporter in Starkville, Mississippi, and he said that Lane was going to Auburn and the story's going to come out. And I know Lane's had some fun with it on social media. He's had all kinds of different uh, tweets and, you know, playing with the kid and and telling telling the guy that, you know, he's going to leave the news network and, you know, all kinds of different stuff, but he never denied it. He never said he wasn't going anywhere. He never, he, and even when he met with his team, he told him he never accepted anything. He never, ever, ever said that he isn't going anywhere. He never doubled down and said, I'm the Ole Miss coach. Let's focus on uh, winning the egg bowl, getting the egg back, beating state, defeating Mike Leach. That was all he had to do, but he didn't do it. And so to me, it spoke volumes. And the guy who uh, put the story out a few days ago, he hasn't backed off. Yeah. Even though Kiffin's fired back and he's had, you know, fun with him, the tweet's still very much up there. 
Uh, I, I said it all week on full ride. I think the guy knows what he's talking about. I think Kiffin absolutely is going to Auburn. I think it might not have been done because I think what I'm hearing is that Kiffin wanted more, that Auburn wasn't giving him exactly what he wanted. Now, who the hell knows if that's true? But from people that you know, I know that are very close to people that are in the coaching world, that you know, seeming seemingly they thought they were going to get more from Auburn, they weren't. You know, maybe it was a little bit more leverage from Jimmy Sexton that needed to be played. But Lane never shut it shut it down. Mm, that's a good point. The Mike yeah. Leach, yeah, the Mike Leach thing. That somebody told me that a couple of days ago that covers Ole Miss, and they said there's this talk of Leach retiring. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, Leach is a different bird. Sweet. I don't know if you remember. I used to work with him. Yeah. I, I used to do shows. Yeah. And he was just bizarre. Like, and I loved him. He's a great guy. He's the friend, best. But the best. But he would like jump in the pool during commercial breaks <laughs> and like do push ups. Like, he'd be yell about lizards. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. And like yelling. It was like the Ozzy Osbourne show. He's like yelling, Sharon. Like his wife, Sharon. It was crazy what was going on over there when he was in Key West. He's a different dude. Football's not his love. I will tell you that firsthand. He Knowing wrote a book about Geronimo. I know. He <laughs> wrote books about other things besides football, and everything in his office is everything but football. He doesn't care about it. He loves so many things. The beautiful thing is he's figured out a way to stay in a career and stay in a business that pays really well for a long time. Yeah. So yeah. he's got money to fund all of these things that he loves, all of the – Geronimo's and the pirates and the Vikings and the weird crap that he's into, he can go explore it. And at the age that he's at right now, why not retire? Cause football does not fuel him. It's not something that he needs. It's not the competitive, like, what am I going to do without football? Like Joe Paterno who died, like, you know, shortly after retiring or bear Bryant who died, like Mike Leach will live to a hundred. Cause he doesn't care. He'll be out in Key West. He'll be hanging out with weirdos. I mean, that that's what Mike Leach is. And I would not be shocked if he retired. Now, uh, Chris, uh, before he may go into retirement, Mike Leach trying to get his first win over Lane Kiffin here in the Egg Bowl. Lane Kiffin's 2-0 and against Mike Leach. Two and a half right now. Ole Miss, the favorite. Didn't look very good. Looked very distracted against Arkansas. What do you make of this uh, Stark Vegas against Oxford tonight in the Egg Bowl? Do you think Leach finally gets one on Kiffin? Well, I haven't been great playing this year, just to give you a heads up. So take what I say with a grain of salt based on my record. But uh, I believe State's going to cover that. I think State's going to win the game. I think the Ole Miss thing, I think they're going to look like a disaster. I really do. And maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I think the Kiffin stuff, everybody knows it's real. When that happens, the guy's left you and he's going to another school in the division. There's going to be guys that are pissed in the locker room that want nothing to do with playing hard for that guy why do it? Why risk yourself? There's too much money at stake these days. There's too much money in NIL. Preserve your body, transfer somewhere else, get yourself a nice NIL deal, go play, uh, make yourself some money. I mean, there's no reason for you to exhaust yourself if this guy's quit on you before you even play the game. Uh, I think it spoke volumes, and he said that, you know, my guys are focused, and I, I don't believe that. I think that you might, they might be focused in front of his face, but I think behind his back, there's conversations that are very much going on about, you know, is he or isn't he going? Uh, so with that said, I think Will Rogers will be dialed in. Um, I do, do we know what the weather is? I mean, I heard it was going to be crappy down there. Do we know? 
I mean, I'm not too yeah. far from. Yeah, they just showed a brief little that. preview or like the field, but didn't really show much of it. So looks okay. like maybe it won't be an issue. 76% chance of rain. I don't know if that means 76% chance of it happened. 76% mm -hmm. of the state of the area. I don't, I'm not aware yeah. of that. I'm not good at a lot of things. Well, that was my question because of, you know, Will Rogers and the passing game. But I still don't think it's that big of a deal as long as it does it monsoon. Because um, it's not like they're hitting deep bombs. I mean, it's more, it's the, the run is the pass. I mean, the pass is yeah. the run yes. essentially for, for Mike Leach there. So, you know, as long as it's not crazy slippery and they can still, you know, complete a lot of those uh, short intermediate passes, I think they'll be fine. But I think they cover. I think they win outright. I think they get the egg back. Uh, I think Leach, you know, goes out in a blaze of glory. And I think the Kiffin ending, as Kiffin tends to do, he's just <laughs> kind of, he, he's just an awkward guy. And uh, this is just an awkward ending. He's just, he, this is a clunky way to leave a school. And I honestly would expect nothing else from Lane. Well, can't get left on the tarmac after playing a home game. That's the one benefit Lane has going <laughs> for him this time. Chris, real, real yeah. quick. About 30 seconds here. Just your initial thought. Who wins Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and USC? Uh, I took Michigan to win the game. If Blake Horam is healthy, if he's not, and that's a whole other story. Um, but I like the way they're built. I think they're sustained to have success against Ohio State. Um, so I'm taking them with the upset there. Don't feel great about it. I think USC continues to win. Uh, they could lose, though, because if you think about it, this is back-to-back -back major games in the psychology of the schedule. Fran Fischilla taught me about this. It matters. Um, so it's hard to get up for two in a row. It could cost them, but I think they're good enough to nip Notre Dame because of Caleb Boyd. And uh, you know a lot about Notre Dame, obviously, and they play up. They play down to their opponents. You just never know which Notre Dame you're going to get, depending on the week. Uh, Chris, look. Thank you so much for doing this. You mean so much to me. You are the man. Thank you. Go grab yourself a drink. You earned it. You waited it out all day. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Give your best to the give my best to your family. Everyone, uh, have a great Thanksgiving over there in Tennessee. Same to you, and uh, you're very handsome and distinguished here. Oh, Thanks. You made this show so much more handsome, Chris. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. All right. That was Chris Childers. More to come here on Primetime. We'll look at the fourth quarter of the Giants and the Cowboys. Shortly underway, preview Vikings Pats and have to talk about the drama potential in Survivor. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.